Hi, Steve Addison here for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. There are about half a billion Spanish speakers around the world. Today we're going to talk to Augie Martin about no place left in the Latino world. For 23 years, I didn't, I didn't care about the gospel. So when I moved to America, uh, somebody uh, invited me to a church. So I went to a church. I received Jesus, and suddenly, you know, my life changed. Something that I didn't want to change because I was good with my friends. Suddenly, I want to change and start sharing my faith, you know, what happened to me. So uh, since the beginning, people would say, like, you're an evangelist. And I didn't even know what it meant to be an evangelist. So I look at the evangelist, and I say, okay, this is how it's going to look, you know, big stadiums and all that. But God, from the beginning, said to me, like, what if you teach others to do the same? And I said, well, that's a good idea, God. But I didn't know how to do it. So I spent more than 10 years going out on the street, sharing the gospel, taking groups with me. And in the end, you know, I was all, it was all about me because I couldn't reproduce myself. I didn't know how to tell others to do the same uh, until like a year and a half ago that I was sharing in a pastor meeting, you know, what God was doing on the street. And a, a friend named Scott uh, told me, can I show you something? So I said, yes. So he showed me a strategy, how to enter an empty field, how to evangelize, a disciple, a plant churches, to multiply leaders. And I said, like, whoa, I don't know how to disciple. I can do the rest. I can do, like, some of the, the things, like share the gospel, not how to disciple. So a week later, I was in a four-day, uh, uh, you know, discipleship uh, class. So I realized, and that thing, it was a lot of information, but I realized two things, that I wasn't the only one that I want to reach the whole world, because for... A long time I thought, I'm the only one because everybody want to reach around the church only. And I just want to reach them all. How am I going to do that? And then I met a bunch of people crazy like me, you know, because I thought, okay, this is like too much. How come I have the heart to reach everyone? And then uh, the other thing was that I didn't have any disciples mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to multiply myself into others. So I started teaching, I started learning how to pass it on to others in a biblical, easy, and reproducible way. Uh, so a year and a half ago was the, the first time that I, I encountered a bunch of crazy missionaries in South Florida that, teach me, okay. that taught me how to do this. And I've been blessed so, since then. So what the impact of the training or the and meeting Scott was you, you got the big picture, not just evangelism, but multiplying movements of disciples and churches. You got the skills of how to make it happen and you also connected with other crazy people just like you. Yeah. So that was, that was a key part of the whole journey for you. Yes, what, yes. What, what happened next, Augie? Oh, next, uh, so my friend Troy Cooper, you know, uh, I've met him. We, we, we got invited. He was one of the crazy guys there in South Florida where I've been living like for 
14 years now. Uh, and he got invited, we have invited to uh, next to Mexico. But he said, like, I don't speak Spanish, so you have to do it. I said, like, whoa, I, I don't know how to do this. But I said, okay, I, I'll go. So the first time that I trained, he helped me, uh, you know, and the questions that I have while, while I was there, he was holding the ball and telling me, this is, you do this next, this next. But I did it. And I was so busy that it was the first time that I couldn't go on the streets with the, with the team. You know, I usually I love to go on the streets and share the gospel. That's, that's my passion. But I couldn't go because I was busy making this, the, the signs and making everything. And so I tell them, you know, okay, you guys go without me. First time ever. And they came back 30, 45 minutes uh, later and 30 families came to Christ in that time. So when I saw that, I said like, okay, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to reproduce myself into others because it's more effective to teach others and we'll be a lot more. And since then... Wait a minute, let's just back up. Did you say 30 families came to Christ? Yeah, 30, 30 complete families came to Christ. Uh, I, was, I was telling, you know, the pastor there, I said, you guys are praying for people to come to the church, but I, I think that they were praying for you guys to get out of the church and tell them, because it was amazing. It was amazing what happened the first time that I trained in Mexico. And that happened so, in un, under one hour. You trained some Mexicans... And in one hour, they went visiting homes and led 30 families to Christ. Yeah, all the families around the church and the neighborhood, everybody uh, was ready, waiting for the gospel to be. And, you know, and what happened next for those families? What did you train well, the Mexicans to do? Yes, uh, I stayed 10 days after the training. And I model how to disciple them in an easy way. So I spend time, you know, training. I train a few other churches. But the, the key here, it was that not only I train myself the first time only, but and then I have some leaders from the church that help me train the other time that I train. So by the time I left, not only they have the experience to train, to share the gospel, to disciple others, to meet in houses, so it was amazing. They got equipped in 10 days how to do the whole, the whole work, the whole uh, four fields, you know, system. Okay. And is, is that work continuing in Mexico with the people you trained? It does continue somehow. Not everybody is getting discipled, but, you know, some people are getting discipled. Um, so that was my first experience. Uh, the follow-up wasn't great with me doing it after I read Paul's journeys that Paul will follow up all the time, all the time. So since then, uh, actually today I talked to, to the pastor there and she want to receive more training. She want to see what's the mid-level all about, you know, the basic, the Bible basic uh, basis on, on the what we're doing. And so it's doing great, but not only in Mexico. Last week, uh, I don't know if you want me to tell you about last week what happened in Colombia. Yeah, tell, tell, us, tell us about last week. We can jump around. Yeah. So last week was Colombia. Uh, it was a mid-level training. And 
people are getting so excited after the mid level because they see it that now it's not that me telling them you know some tools to share the gospel, but they see it in the Bible. They see what's how Paul was doing it, how Jesus was doing it. Uh, so they get super excited, and we were able to uh, train some people from Venezuela that came three days in a bus to receive the mid level. So now uh, God opened a huge door for Venezuela to train more than a thousand people uh, in April. And they're excited. They're planting churches. Colombia planting churches. Uh, uh, like two months ago, I was able to train in Bolivia 21 countries uh, from uh, Chile, Paraguay, uh, Mexico, Panama, everywhere. So they went back and they start planting churches. So I'm meeting every week now by Zoom and coaching them and they do an amazing sort of in this like last year or less like say I went like seven months ago to Peru the first time and like a month ago we went back and more than 300 churches new churches were planted in Peru only so total of this year and a half it was it's about 500 churches new churches started since I started. Five my blessing that I'm not, yes, 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 definitely. I didn't count it, but 300 in, in, in Peru, we know that, but the rest, I having like text messages, we planned two churches last week, another two churches, another three churches, so they're multiplying fast. Now, now the blessing is, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we did jump around from, so yes. Mexico, was a real step in your development because Troy took yes. you, you went down with him and and he equipped you and positioned you to, to, to train in Spanish and obviously God blessed it. So what happened next? Obviously, it sounds like all sorts of other locations started opening up for you to go and train. Yeah, uh, it right away opened up. Um, an organization called Christian Surfers, they call us to go and train in Costa Rica. Uh, so we train in Costa Rica, and then they found out Christian Surfers about Mexico. And in Mexico, that we were doing the training, so went to Mexico, did another training with Christian Surfers, uh, end up moving, like going a month in Mexico with, uh, with Christian Surfers, and by the end, of the whole month, I went with my family. Uh, we count like 30 plus churches uh, started there. So it was huge people on fire, brand new people. Like, it's gonna tell you a story. This lady, we would knock at the door and she said like, okay, come on in. And she said like, I don't know why I let you in guys. I never let anybody in, but you know, you can come in. So she got a tattoo, uh, a Python, like, all the way around, and the neck, the head was right here in the neck, right? Tattooed. And so she received Jesus. We prayed for her. She said, like, I don't know. It seems like God sent you. She didn't know about God, but she said that. And then we shared about baptism, and she said, like, wait a minute. Somebody sent me a video about baptism. Are you guys, what, what's, this is kind of weird. So she got, she got baptized in a, in a, a small swimming pool, the kids' swimming pool, right there immediately. And after that, we start meeting twice or three times a week sometimes. 
And she said, I can't keep it to myself. I need to share this with my family and my friends. So we started going around with her, sharing the gospel with everybody that she knew. Uh, so that was an amazing story from like life, like super lost life to a, a fire for Jesus in, in, in a week. Uh, so that was amazing. And you're seeing this pattern across uh, multiple countries in, in Latin America. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so like, you, like I was telling you in Colombia, yeah. Okay, you go in as a catalyst and, and train and mobilize uh, churches, ordinary believers, and immediately they're seeing uh, not just new believers, but they're seeing churches formed in the community. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, what, what, what do those churches look like? I, I realize it's across a whole lot of countries, but have you got a, a, a sort of a, a, you know, typically this is the feel and the look of one of these new churches when they start in a neighborhood? Yeah, they, we, we knock on the doors, like another example in Peru, we knock on the door and there was one guy there, and we shared the gospel. Immediately, we uh, shared the 411 as a training that we identified him like as a son of God, and he got a purpose now to tell others. So, and then we told him, okay, who, who's around you that you can share with? And so he identified the people. So next day, we went again, and by the time we got there, not only him, but five more people were there from the family ready to be disciples. So we took it to the place where we have a little pool and we baptized the whole family. And that's where a church started. Six people, the family members, and the same guy was sharing the gospel with the, with the neighbor right there. So it's like a, a neighborhood church, like starting in houses and spread as, you know, as they reach the people that they know, the new people, they know some people, so they start sharing the gospel and they, they get together as a church and start growing, learning, obeying Jesus. So right from the beginning, if, if someone turns and believes using the, that 411 training, you're training them to reach their friends and family and their neighborhood and then gather people for church. So so what do they, they do when they gather? What does church look like when that that neighborhood group forms. Yeah, the, the church is, is pretty active, intentional on reaching the people that they don't know Jesus. Uh, so from the beginning, uh, we, we, you know, we, tell, we ask them, you know, how they're doing, like a normal church, but there's two or three key com- components in this church. Not only we have worship, we have communion, but we ask him, what do they do? What did, did they do with the with the last class? Did they obey? Did they obey the last class? Uh, did they share the gospel? Did they train somebody else with this? Uh, so it's very very intentional from the beginning. It's like this is not about you know just a, a Bible study or a fellowship that you're gonna make friends. It's gonna be uh, intentional to reach the people to tell everybody about Jesus because that's our heart uh, to reach the lost. 
and that's how we intended to be this this training. We don't we don't you know we're nice with the people, but uh, you can be all your life nice nice, and and you end up with other people like they don't want to obey Jesus. So we by doing this, uh, God keep the people that want to you know represent Him well. And, and we equip them, and they do amazing things. Uh, mm. so God wants us to obey. Obedience is better than, than sacrifice. <laughs> and so now your your role is you you're opening up these different countries to the training. You're mobilizing. They're doing evangelism, church planting, and you're saying now a lot of your time you're returning to those places for mid-level training, the next level of training, and you're coaching. And you're doing this all from from a base in in Florida. Yes, yes. Uh, I see how they're doing, and if they're multiplying, they're working, I go back, uh, do the mid-level, encourage them, and then I'm I'm coaching through Skype or, or, or Zoom. But the thing is, like, it's not about my role. I see that is, you know, I was the first one, kind of, kind of the first one that when I quit. But now there is a bunch of people. There is like hundreds of trainers that can do the same as me. So they, so they, and they don't ask me. They just go like one of the guys from Peru. He went to Brazil, and he spent a month in Brazil training a lot of people in Rio, everywhere. The guy from Colombia, they went to Venezuela and trained a team in Venezuela. So this is spreading. This is not only about me. It's about a lot of trainers. A lot. Of, it's a big team now. It becomes like yeah. hundreds of people in the same team. And they're beginning to connect with each other. So it's not all flowing back to you, but there are relationships and partnerships forming between the different countries. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of the guys... In Colombia, he told me, I'm going to go to Peru. And I said, where are you going? So I'm going to Pucallpa. Oh, I have a, a team member there. So they met and they trained together in another church. And then uh, it's happening all over. People calling me now. And if I know that they're like in Bogota, I connected to the team in Bogota. If they're in, in, in Quito, in, in Ecuador, I connected to the team in Ecuador. So... This is no idea, never been about me, it's about Jesus doing it. So I just, when I, how, who's going to be more effective? The people that are in the country that, that have the heart for the people in the country. So I'm connecting. I just do a lot of connections right now too. And, and Augie, this, this sort of stage in your life and your ministry began just 18 months ago. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. I've got a feeling, though, there was a long preparation in your life that the Lord was doing to, to see this sort of fruit. Amen. I feel like Paul, 14 years in Galatia, waiting. What, what's he teaching you about your role then? You know, because it's, it's rapidly developed since that first trip to Mexico. So what are you learning now as this takes off and there are multiple fires burning in, in different countries? What, what are you learning? Uh, I'm learning about uh, my role is to take the vision to them, to the local people, 
training as much as I can, help them uh, get, get into a team church, uh, a group of people that, with the same heart, and, and, and equip them so they can do the same. They can roll the mid-level, the four days, training, everything. And then that's, I think that's it. When I see that happening, it's my time to, to move and, and start another country, start another place. Uh, when I trained in Bolivia, one, I took one guy with me from Peru, from Peru, another guy from Colombia to help me. So the guys in, in Cuba that I trained, they're crazy to get out of Cuba and help me train in different countries. So people uh, are being equipped. And when I train with somebody, I think that they, they empower them to, to, and they learn. Mm. Uh, so, so when they come back, they're, they're one of the most effective people when, I, when they come and train with me and then something changed and they go back to the country and they, they, they're the most uh, fruitful people. So uh, what, what Troy did for you, you're, you're doing for others. Um, you're yes. actually finding, I imagine a lot of these people just like you, God had already prepared for this breakthrough. And you're bringing the training, you're showing them how to do it, helping them do it, launching them. But then you're, you're coaching, you're doing trips back, you're connecting them with, it, with one another, you're taking them on your trips. And, and it sounds like your role now is, um, you know, you, you're growing people all over, all over Latin America. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. Like you said, uh, Troy modeled all this to me, and it was a super fast release of like you do it now, and and it was good for me. So it encouraged me to do it, and even if I wasn't sure, and that's what I I do with my guys right away. It's like you can do it. I encourage them, help them through through modeling first, and then I assist see if they're doing okay. I watch how they do it. If they're doing it right, I said, like, you got it. And, and it's just, they do it. So, yeah, I really, uh, Troy model to me, excellent, uh, an excellent way to, to make disciples. So that's what I'm doing. Even, even the Zoom call that I'm doing every week, I got it from Troy. He started doing that. So I said, like, okay, this is good because it, it, it gets, like, people united for the same call, the same the same idea, encourage each other, and I say, I need to do this too with my team. So I start, you know, I see what works, and I apply. And, and Troy has been an awesome example in my life how to, how to do this. Well, Augie, what, where's this going? What has God put on your heart? What's the, the, the dream he's given you? Uh, my dream and my, the, the, the vision that he gave me is to reach 500 million Spanish-speaking people in the world that, that are lost. And when he told me that, I said, God, I don't know how am I going to do it, but I'm going to go one step at a time. And, and it's overwhelming to see God that doing it, you know, a step at a time, but he's raising these leaders in Peru and then Colombia and then open doors in Cuba and then different countries. And I said, like, you really, God really want to do this. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, so the, the idea uh, 
on all this is in the end is to raise leaders to reach that everybody hear the gospel in Latin America and also in Spain. And when we raise leaders, uh, we have to to fulfill the Great Commission. You know, we have to be sending to India, South Asia, all these places that definitely the Spanish people, you know, they're, I think they're key because of the look, you know, they they can go, you know, they they won't be recognized as uh, Spanish until they speak. Uh, but if not, they're, they're gonna be super effective down there to finish uh, the Great Commission. So that's the, the final goal to quit people and start sending it to get the job done. So it's a heart for 500 million Spanish speakers, but then as, as God reaches them, you, you want to see them go to the nations. Yes. And the strategy that's rolling out here is you, you and now your growing team, you, you open up and pioneer new countries, but you're looking for the insiders who you can train and mobilize. So, you know, you can't reach 500 million, <laughs> can you? But, no, no. but you have a strategy now that you want to find the people, the city leaders, the national leaders who, who will get that job done. Yes, yes. Wow. And the, the awesome thing that when God showed me those people, they're already doing it. Uh, plus, there's no, no financial help so far. So they're doing it by far. This, this movement is all really organic. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell somebody to, you know, go to Brazil, uh, go to Venezuela, sacrifice everything you have for the gospel. Uh, guys putting in, you know, in front of me, those people, they're really to give their life to Jesus. And that's how this is working. You know, it's just God moving, the Holy Spirit organizing everything. And, and, and moving us to do his will. So it's been, it's, it's amazing for me to see, you know, these people, I see people like the Venezuela three days in a bus to get to Colombia. It's like, oh, these this guys are serious about, you know, being trained. And then, you know, more and more, more stories like that, like people sacrificing everything and spending all the money they have uh, to meet, to get in meetings, to train others. And so, so it's amazing to see that it's, it costs zero, zero this moment. And this is just the beginning, Steve. I can't imagine what's, this, what's gonna happen in, in the next three to six months. It's gonna double and even more. So I'm, I have a big expectation for, for the people because they're ready. They're ready, uh, the lost are more than ready to receive Last week or two weeks ago, I was in Colombia, and we said, like, 30 minutes. We have 30 minutes only to go evangelize after one training. Uh, they came back, 42 people give their life to Jesus, 30 houses open. I said, like, we want discipleship. We want more. So 30 houses in 30 minutes. So tell me they're not ready for the gospel. Well, if you've enjoyed this interview, why don't you uh, pass on the good news, especially to people with a Spanish-speaking background. I'm Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.